Have you ever felt deeply betrayed by someone close to you? On episode number 34 of the Sleep Whisperer podcast, I go into betrayals and sleep with Dr. Debbie Silber. Dr. Debbie is the founder of the Post-Betrayal Transformation Institute and is a holistic psychologist, a health mindset and personal development expert, the author of the number one best-selling book, The Unshakable Woman, Four Steps to Rebuilding Your Body, Mind and Life After a Life Crisis, and her newest book, Trust Again, Overcoming Betrayal and Regaining Health, Confidence and Happiness. Her recent PhD study on how we experience betrayal made three groundbreaking discoveries that changed how long it takes to heal. In addition to being on Fox, CBS, The Doctor, Oz Show, TEDx, she's an award-winning speaker, coach and author dedicated to helping people move past betrayal. And in this episode, we go deep into betrayal, talking about Dr. Debbie's five stages from betrayal to breakthrough and how in order to be able to sleep, you need to be able to trust and feel safe. How can you learn to trust again and move forward beyond betrayal and restore sleep? Take a listen to this amazing episode and... Again, in the second month, we've doubled our downloads. I'm so happy to hear that you've all been enjoying the show. Here's another rating and review on Apple Podcast. Great podcast. I've listened to several health podcasts and I've been most impressed with Deepa's ability to engage the listener and discuss sleep. So many struggle with getting good sleep. This podcast will provide some healthy tips on sleep. Welcome to the Sleep Whisperer podcast. I'm your host, Deepa. Join me and my many expert guests and medical professionals from the cutting-edge science of functional medicine of the West and ancient wisdom of the East. Learn all about how to discover your root causes of poor sleep and understand the proper tools and techniques to end your confusion and begin getting a good night's sleep. It's time to regain hope and begin your sleep journey with the Sleep Whisperer podcast. Dr. Debbie, welcome to the Sleep Whisperer podcast and we are talking about such an amazing subject and one that I have had personal trauma with which I think I truly haven't got past it completely and then I came across your TEDx talk and it's so moving, it's so profound and as I was talking to you before this, there's so many people who are struggling with some form of betrayal and it's impacting physiology, it's impacting their emotional health, their ability to do anything for themselves And what I really noticed in your TEDx talk was that you asked the question about why are we so impacted by betrayal more than even illness or more than anything that happens to us. And that's because we feel personally 
um, it feels like something deeply personal when there's some form of betrayal. So this is a very moving subject. And I actually can't wait to even have you tell us how you yourself uh, ended up in this area of focus because it's truly very unique and uh, you've used whatever has happened to you as an opportunity to not just have transformation for yourself, but you built a framework which has helped thousands of people move on from betrayal. And I think as long as we live today, so everybody will find some form of betrayal. So this is a deeply important subject. So talk to me first about uh, how, what is your story? If you might share some of that with our listeners and uh, um, what actually prompted you to think that how can I actually move past this? Because it's very easy to just stay stuck in that feeling of pain and utter dejection that comes from betrayal. Yes. So, you know, I don't think anybody goes into it saying, I want to study betrayal. You, you sort of, it. you just have to. And for me, I've been in health mindset, personal development since 1991. I've worked with thousands of people online, in person. Uh, and then it was a family betrayal and, and I thought I healed, but apparently I had more to learn. So I had another opportunity and this time it was my husband. Uh, anybody who's been through it, you're shocked, you're blindsided, you're devastated. Uh, and, and I just, I wasn't sure what to do, but I looked at it and I said, what's common to these two betrayals? And what was common was me. <laughs> and, and I had never taken my own needs seriously. I was last on the list. And, and I thought, no, you know what, now it's my turn. And I got my husband out of the house and I, I don't, I just felt so compelled to enroll in a PhD program in transpersonal psychology, the psychology of transformation and human potential, because I was changing uh, so dramatically and so differently. And I didn't quite understand it. He was too separately, but that wasn't my concern at that point. Uh, and I just dove in and, and I was, I just wanted to understand how the mind works and, and why people do these things. And then it was time for a study. So I studied betrayal, you know, what holds us back, what helps us heal, and what happens to us physically, mentally, and emotionally when the people closest to us lie, cheat, and deceive. And that study led to three groundbreaking discoveries. And uh, when that happened, it changed my business, it changed my family, it changed, it changed my life. Uh, but when you say betrayal, are there different aspects to it? So what exactly is betrayal? Because it can look different for different people. So could you just talk to us a little bit about what does betrayal, what, it, what would betrayal look like uh, mm -hmm. in different ways? Yes. So for me, I define it as the breaking of a spoken or unspoken rule. And every relationship has them. Think about it. We even had an agreement today. I was going to show up and we were going to have a conversation. If I didn't, I would have been betraying you. I wouldn't have devastated you, but it would have broken that uh, spoken and unspoken rule nonetheless. The way it works is the more we trust and the more we depend on someone, the deeper the betrayal. So for example, a child who is completely dependent on their parent and then the parent does something awful, that's going to have a much different uh, impact than, let's say, your best friend telling your secret. 
It's still a breaking of that spoken or unspoken rule, but at a much different level. And uh, there, you know, betrayal has so many faces. It could be your best friend telling your secret, your, you know, your your spouse having an affair, your business partner stealing the company funds, that person in a position of authority who took advantage of that position. And there's self-betrayal, where we know something's not in our best interest and we do it anyway. So it has many faces. And when you spoke about professional uh, betrayal, about uh, your partner stealing your company, I mean, mm -hmm. typically somebody would think that there is no legal binding aspect to that, but that doesn't take away the fact that it still hurts you if something does occur on a professional level. It might not have a legal ramification, but it definitely has that personal challenging impact so that's beautifully divided up so what is betrayal why does it hurt so much yeah it hurts so much because these were the people we trusted the most you know these are the people who gave us that sense of safety and security and when the person who gives us that sense of safety and security is the very person to shatter that sense of safety and security, it's devastating. And it hits us on every level, physically, mentally, and emotionally. And, you know, so many people, you know, what I, one of the things that I noticed in my research was people either do one of, I noticed one of three things. They see a therapist. And if that therapist isn't highly skilled in helping someone through a betrayal, it does more harm than good. Or because it's so painful, they'll numb, avoid, distract. So they'll use food, drugs, alcohol, work, TV, whatever, just to not deal with it. Or they'll find a support group, but very often it's very negative and it keeps you stuck. So when it was time to uh, open the PBT Post-Betrayal Transformation Institute, I, I didn't want anything that wasn't going to work and it only includes everything that does. Mm. Beautiful, Debbie. I just want us to go into a little bit of detail there because you mentioned if somebody is seeing a therapist and they're mm -hmm. not trained or equipped to actually move them past that, it can mm -hmm. do more harm than help them. So what does that, what do you mean by that? What does that look like if it could cause more harm? Yeah, well, like one of the things we discovered, there were three discoveries, you know, in that study that I did. And one of them is that while we can stay stuck for years, decades, a lifetime, and so many of us do, if we're going to fully heal, we're going to move through five now proven predictable stages. And we even know what happens physically, mentally, emotionally at every stage and what we need to do to move from one stage to the next. So I certify coaches and practitioners so they can understand this. But if someone like, for example, someone sees a therapist and they don't understand the stages of betrayal or how deeply impacted that person is, let's say, for example, and I hear this so often in our community, a couple goes in for couples therapy, right? They go in for couples counseling. And let's say the wife was betrayed and the husband was a narcissist. Well, if that therapist isn't highly skilled, the narcissist is very charming, and may even, you know, shed the crocodile tears. And then the therapist can look at the betrayed saying, well, you know, you just need to communicate better. And now the betrayed, not only are they feeling devastated by their experience, they're almost getting blamed for it. Or, you know, and, and it's things like that that happen all the time where they don't understand the dynamics right there. And that person who's been betrayed has been so blindsided, so shocked. 
It's, it, it hit them on every level. It shattered their confidence, their self-esteem, their sense of worthiness, belonging, safety, trust. So it, it's a very unique protocol to help someone heal. And what you just spoke about the narcissist and the, how it, it's portrayed or perceived differently by somebody outside, uh, Debbie, who I must say that shivers went down my spine because I've been in that exact situation mm -hmm. and I've actually felt, I've, I questioned myself, why is the yeah. world thinking that I'm the one at fault here? Uh, and this is the first time I've actually heard anybody put it like that. So that itself is reassuring and gives somebody hope because I'm sure there are lots of people who've been in this exact same situation. So when you talk about betrayal, are there some physical symptoms of it? So does that play out physiologically? Can somebody actually get sick from being betrayed? Uh, what about emotional aspects? What about um, yeah. any other impact? So mm -hmm. how does it actually impact you? Yeah, it's almost it's almost impossible not to be to have physical, mental, emotional symptoms. But just to get you know to get back to what you were saying, that's why when we're betrayed, so often we question our very sanity because two other people, the betrayer, you know, maybe a wonderful person saying the right things, doing the right things. So everybody would look at you saying, well, well, you're crazy. He or she is a great person. What are you talking about? And so it's so often to be betrayed and we feel so alone and we feel crazy. And, but we're not, this is a, this is it's such an interesting dynamic, but when we don't understand it and when we're tangled in that web, it's, uh, it's very challenging. So that's why we need, like I said, we need the right type of support. So when you talk about the physical, the mental, emotional symptoms, one of the discoveries of the three was that there is this collection of symptoms, physical, mental, and emotional, so common to betrayal, it's now known as post-betrayal syndrome. And we have a quiz on our site to see to what extent someone's struggling. Every age group, every single country, almost every country is represented. We've had over 10,000 people take it at this point in the last year and a half. And you know what's so interesting is, there's a question that reads, is there anything else you'd like to share? And we've heard time heals all wounds. Well, I have the proof when it comes to betrayal, that's simply not true because people write things like, my betrayal happened 30 years ago and I, I can't trust. You know, my betrayal happened 15 years ago. It feels like it happened yesterday. So we know when it comes to betrayal, we need a very proactive approach to heal. Uh, I pulled some, some stats and I'm happy to share them. Every so often, I pull some statistics from the quiz just to, just to share and just to see what betrayal does. So I'm happy to read some. So for example, you mentioned the physical, mental and emotional symptoms. So physical, 71%, uh, that's out of 10,000, 71% have low energy, 68% have sleep issues. So there's your, your wheelhouse right there. 63% extreme fatigue, 47% have weight changes and 45% have digestive issues. That could be anything from constipation, diarrhea, Crohn's, IBS, uh, diverticulitis, anything. 
uh, mental, some of the most common mental symptoms, 78% are overwhelmed, 70% are walking around in disbelief. They cannot understand what happened. 68% are unable to focus, 62% unable to concentrate. So now just take, let's say a digestive issue and, and brain fog, right? It's, it's challenging that you're supposed to go to work and raise your kids and everything else. That's not even the emotional symptoms, emotional. 88% have profound sadness, 83% are angry. You just mix sadness and anger, that's exhausting. Uh, 82% feel hurt, 80% are anxious, 79% are stressed. But here's why I wrote the book Trust again. 84% have an inability to trust. 67% prevent themselves from forming deep relationships because they're afraid of being hurt. 82% find it hard to move forward. 90% want to move forward, but they don't know how. And what you just mentioned about not being, I mean, I've been told that I love to play the victim because I'm just talking about be feeling betrayed. I've actually been told that you love to play the sympathy game and you're holding on to something which is not true. And it felt exactly like what you said. I thought I lost my mind and I've lost my sanity. Mm -hmm. um, so Debbie, talk to us about your five stages of from moving from betrayal to breakthrough. Can we just go through that so that oh, sure. we actually know hope for all of us to move past this? Yeah, absolutely. And, and what you just spoke to was a classic stage three. And when I go through the stages, you'll see exactly why that's where you are. Most people most people, and you'll see it as I go through them, get stuck in a stage three, most common place to get stuck. So the first stage is like a setup stage. And I saw this with every single study participant, me too. If you imagine four legs of a table, the four legs being physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. What I saw with everybody was a real heavy lean on the physical and the mental and kind of neglecting the emotional and the spiritual. So what does that look like? It looks like we're really good at thinking and doing, not really prioritizing the feeling and being, but it's in the feeling and being, that's where our intuition lies, but we turn that down. That's not to say if we're busy, it's a setup for betrayal, it's simply what I saw. Stage two, we're shocked, blindsided. This is the breakdown of the body, the mind and the worldview. This is D-Day, Discovery Day. This is as if someone took a mask and just took it off saying, no, 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 this is who I've really been. And so we've ignited the stress response. Now we're headed for just about every single stress-related symptom, illness, condition, disease. Our mind is in a complete state of chaos and overwhelm. We cannot wrap our mind around what we just learned. It makes no sense. And our worldview is shattered. Our worldview is our mental model, the rules. Don't go here. These people are safe. This is how it works, you know. And in a moment, everything we've learned to be real and true is no longer. So here's truly where the bottom bottoms out. This is by far the scariest stage. One of my study participants said, you know what it feels like? It feels like every negative emotion you can imagine getting punched in the stomach and losing a child in a crowd at the same time. It's, it's awful. But think about it. If the bottom were to bottom out on you, you would grab hold of anything you could to stay safe and stay alive. And that's stage three. 
survival instincts emerge. It's the most practical of the stages. If you can't help me, get out of my way. How will I survive this experience? Who can I trust? Where do I go? But here's the trap. Because survival feels so much better than the shock and trauma where you were, you get into that place of survival and you're like, whew, okay, I'm good. I'm okay, I can make this work. I'm okay here. And the longer you stay, the harder it is to leave because here's why. What happens is now you're right. You start getting these small self benefits from being there. You get to be right. You get your story. You, you get sympathy from everybody you tell your story to. You get a target for your anger. You don't have to do the hard work of learning to trust again. Do I trust you? Do I trust you? Ah, it's too exhausting. I won't trust anybody. You get to plant roots right there. And because you're there, the longer you're there, now you start thinking things like, well, maybe I'm not all that great. Maybe I deserved it. Maybe, I don't know, maybe I, this is the best I can hope for. And now you're planting deeper roots and like energy attracts like energy. So now on top of that, now you start calling circumstances and people and situations and relationships towards you that confirm this is who you are and where you belong. It gets worse. I'll get you out of it though, don't worry. Now, because you're here, it's so uncomfortable. You're not happy. So here's where you start using things like food drugs, alcohol, TV, reckless behavior, because you don't know what to do, but you know this doesn't feel good. You do that enough, now habits are formed. You could do this for years. So you let's say you do that for five, 10, 15, let's say 15 years. And then someone says, oh, your weight issues, your, eat, your emotional eating or your drinking or your binge watching TV is because of that betrayal that happened 15 years ago. And you think, no, that happened so long ago, I'm over it. You see, no, you're not. You just found a way to you know, numb yourself to, to navigate what you never healed all those years ago. That's why that stage three is where we get stuck. If we're willing, to let go of all the benefits we got there, mourn the loss, all the things we need to do, we can move to stage four. Transformation hasn't even happened in stage three. We can move to stage four. Stage four is finding and adjusting to a new normal. Here's where we, we acknowledge and we say, well, I can't undo my betrayal, but I can control the effect it's going to have on me in my life. And I always uh, liken this to, if you've ever moved, to a new house, office, condo, apartment, whatever. Your stuff isn't all there. It's not cozy, but it's going to be okay. When you've made it to that mental state, you're turning down the stress response. You're not healing just yet, but you've stopped the massive damage you were causing in stage two and stage three. But think about this. this I found this so interesting too. If you were to actually move, you don't necessarily take everything with you. You don't take the things that don't represent who you want to be in that new space. And here's where I saw a change in friendships. If your friends weren't there for you, you don't bring them with you from stage three to stage four. Once you're in the stage four, you're making it comfortable. You're making it your own. You can move into stage five. And that's the most beautiful stage, healing, rebirth, and a new worldview your body starts to heal. You didn't have the bandwidth to eat well and exercise, self-love, self-care, you were surviving. Now you do. 
Now you're making new rules and boundaries based on what you've learned. And you have a new worldview based on your entire experience and how you see it. And the four legs of that table, remember in the beginning, it was all about the physical and the mental. Now we're solidly grounded because we're focused on the emotional and the spiritual too. Those are the five stages. But so how would we know if which stage we're in and how would we yeah. actually know if we've healed or not healed from a betrayal? Because you speak so much about the whole post-betrayal syndrome. So mm -hmm. we could be anywhere. So does it happen that somebody can keep moving back and forth between no. two? Here's, just... Yeah, yes. it's, not a, it's not a graceful process. Uh, and it's not the most linear, but what happens is you you outgrow one stage as you move into the next. And with each stage, as it changes, your health changes, your mental perspective changes, your emotional perspective changes. So you may have a host of, of physical, mental, and emotional symptoms when you are in that stage two or stage three. By the time you move to stage four, you're already healing. Stage five, you're healing even more. So we know based on the symptoms where someone likely is and based on even that perspective, like when I said, when you're uh, getting all those benefits of staying stuck, you know, when you're, uh, you know, when you have someone to blame, when it is the victim thing, when you're, when you have your story and, and that's what you cling to, you are deeply rooted in that stage three. And what I see so often though is, if we cannot picture who we'd be without that story, we're not healing. Uh, and, and someone may say, well, of course I want to heal. No, you don't, because you have to give up all of those things. You, what you gain is so much better. Like, look, even my own example, the, the most important people in my life all betrayed me. And I could have really gotten a tremendous amount of sympathy from that story. But I was like, ooh, that, that's awful. That, that doesn't feel good. Instead, look at the story of doing whatever I needed to heal. And now, you know, other people are helped in the process. It's just such a better story. We, we are in control of that. But to specifically answer your question, how do you know if you're not healed? We see it in health, work, and relationships in this way. In relationships, I see it in one of two ways. I will see uh, if someone is going from relationship to relationship to relationship and the faces change, but it's the same thing. Well, boss to boss to boss or friend to friend to friend. Faces change, but it's the same thing. That's an unhealed betrayal. And someone will say, uh, is it me? Yes, it is. You have yet to learn that profound lesson. So you keep getting examples and opportunities to learn that. The other way we see it in relationships is when someone puts that big wall up. They're like, nope. No one's getting near me again or my heart again. That's an unhealed betrayal because we're so afraid of being hurt. We keep everybody at a distance. So that would be how we see it in relationships. We see it in health too, where someone goes to the most well-meaning health expert to, you know, to, to heal a stress-related symptom, illness, condition, disease. And at the root of it is an unhealed betrayal. And then we see it at work. Someone wants that razor promotion, uh, but they're, you know, they don't have the confidence to ask or they want to be a team player, but the person they trusted the most proved untrustworthy. So they don't, they, they can't trust. Those are all signs of an unhealed betrayal. Uh, and
And so how do, what do we actually need if we need to move forward and heal from a betrayal experience? And I know that there's, I believe that in order to be able to sleep, you need to be able to trust and feel safe. And how can you learn to trust again? Because you also mentioned from your uh, feedback that there were so many people, such a large percentage of people Mm -hmm. who have been betrayed, who have sleep issues. So how can we actually move forward? Yeah, well, you're right about trust. We cannot feel safe if we do not trust. So I teach a four-step trust rebuilding process and I wrote about it in Trust Again. And, you know, it starts with, we have to rebuild because betrayal shatters, like I said, our sense of safety and security, trust all of it, which is so foundational. So we have to build back the foundation. That's where we start. So we start with, uh, you know, with just the most basic aspects of life. Will the sun rise? We question that. I don't know. Well, then you go out and you check and every morning you see, well, sure enough, it does. And when you feel safe and secure in the most basic aspects of life again, you can move to the next level of that. And that's trusting in something bigger than you, whether that is your intuition, God, universe, source, divine energy, whatever, you you know, you need to, to learn to trust in, in something bigger because it gives us a sense of safety and security. And when you can feel that sense of, or even in your intuition where, where, you know, what's your gut telling you about that person? Trust it. You know, what's that? Let's say if you walk in a dark alley at two in the morning, how does that feel? Trust it. We need to trust in, in, in our intuition again. When you feel safe and secure in that level, you can move to the next level. And that's trusting in yourself. Because with betrayal, we question, we say, I'm a bright person. How did I not see? How did I not know? So we need to rebuild trust in ourselves again. And that can look anything like giving yourself small tasks and doing them. I'm going to make that phone call. And then you do. I'm going to drink that glass of water. And then you do. I'm going to, you know, do that workout. And then you do whatever it is. And now what's happening is you know your word means something. You trust yourself. So you can imagine if you build the very foundation again, you you trust your intuition, you trust yourself. You feel like you sort of have these invisible bodyguards with you, you know, and only from that space, then you safely and carefully and cautiously trust in others. Right. So Debbie, I just want us to actually give our listeners some action step which they can do right away. I know they can approach you for further work, but mm-hmm. uh, can you leave us with something where we can actually begin this process of trusting ourselves and trusting mm-hmm. the world and how to move past betrayal? Is there something that we can start to do right away? Yes. Well, the first thing is you, you want to, you cannot change anything you're not aware of. So that's why I always recommend that people take the post-betrayal syndrome quiz to see to what extent they're struggling. And that's just at the PBT as in post-betrayal transformation, the pbtinstitute.com forward slash quiz. Great place to start. I would say going through the, the, and I shared the five stages, see where you're at and be very, very honest with yourself. Say, am I getting any benefit from staying in this space? Am I closing myself off 
uh, for you know other relationships because I uh, because of fear. You know, am I holding on to something that is not at all in my best interest? And so often we do that because we're so afraid of the of the the complete and utter death and destruction of the old of the old us of the old relationship. But that's the only way to birth something new. You know, we started this conversation where I told you my husband got out of the house. I had no idea what was going to happen, but I was I was ready to change and transform. And because that was such a complete shock to him, I think that was part of his transformation. So um, we never know what's going to show up. But as a completely changed person, and then he did too, we actually married each other again as two totally different people. Um, but what I see so often, especially in relationships, is there's so much fear of change, of the shakeup, of, of uh, letting other people know, of upsetting you know, the family dynamics that they just try to put it behind them. And I'll tell you, there were three groups in the study who did not heal. The, the group who was the most physically ill was the group where the betrayer had no consequences where they just tried to put it behind them. Uh, your broken heart can't handle that. So I would tell everybody, I would, I would invite everybody to find out where they are in their experience. And then uh, say, you know, just let them know, you're not crazy, you're not alone, and there's a way to heal from all of it. I know, Debbie, I think I'm gonna take your quiz right after our conversation. Mm -hmm. And I definitely want to get a look at, peek into where exactly I am. And I know you said I'm in stage three, but I think I definitely like to have a look at that. And that was a very helpful conversation. And I hope actually that people, di I'll direct them of course, to the quiz as well as if they want to, I know you have a program to move through these stages and actually move past it. So that would be helpful as well. But before I let you go, just um, when it comes to poor sleep, there's so many people who are struggling with sleep issues. In mm -hmm. your mind, what do you think is the biggest root cause of poor sleep? Would you say betrayal? Stress. It's stress. It really is. And, and what I find in the betrayal community is we can get distracted during the day. We're busy with our daily tasks, with our work, with our children, with our, you know, taking care of elderly parents, whatever it is that we're dealing with. But at night, you know, at, at nighttime, all of those things we were able to push aside come flooding in. And for most people who are struggling to navigate a betrayal, the veils are lifted, you know, and, and nighttime is the hardest time. So we definitely struggle with sleep because all of those images or all of those thoughts or all of those, uh, just that experience that they were trying to, you know, deal with during the day and, and keep a distance with during the day bombards them at night. So sleep is one of the most challenging issues as it relates to betrayal. I mean, so much. So we have a three phase supplement line uh, specifically designed around the symptoms of betrayal. By far, our most popular supplement is called sleep. Exactly for that reason. Mm. That's very interesting. So what does that supplement actually contain? It sounds so interesting that there's a supplement built for mm -hmm. this purpose. Yeah, that, you know, it's, 
I sat down with, and these are nutritional professional grade. You have to be a health expert to even have access to them. And I was so impressed with the quality and the purity. I put my label on it and I sat down with someone from the company and I said, these are the symptoms, the most common symptoms of betrayal. Let's come up with something to truly serve uh, this population. So there are, there are three different phases. One phase is just about gut health because the entire digestive system, it, you know, just gets trashed. But uh, phase one and phase two are really about sleep, are about, uh, you know, calming down the, the adrenals, are about uh, clarity and peace and uh, just all of, all of those, those uh, emotional and mental symptoms that we, that we experience when we're just and we're trying to get through our day. And that's not to say we need to be on them for a long time, but it's like, you know, before we learn to ride a bike, we have the training wheels. It's, we need that additional support until we don't. I know, and I was actually going to ask you when you spoke about stage two and you described stage two, and I wanted to ask you, that sounds like a very sympathetic dominant uh, physiology so it looked as if it was a hyperactive adrenal stage mm -hmm. at stage two I was going to ask you about yes. that uh, so yeah that does sound very I mean it does impact because fear and adrenal have such a intersection that I'm sure that plays out in the physiology of the adrenals Thank you, Debbie. So just quickly before we conclude, if you could just uh, finish my sleep whisperer mantra, which is if sleep is the new medicine, then could you just give your little twist on our mantra? Yes. So if sleep is the new medicine, then love is the new cure. Oh, that's the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Thank you, Debbie, for Thanks. being here. And you spoke about the betrayal community. So before I let you go, I just want to ask you, what is this community about? Is it accessible to everybody or is it for those who've done your program? So is, is there a forum where anybody can join or it's, how, yeah. how do you get access to that? Yeah, and, and you can just find that at the PVT, as in post-betrayal transformation, thepvtinstitute.com. This is, there is nothing like this. It's a community. And like I said, it's based on what the study proved we need, what 10,000 people said they wanted from the quiz, and everything that does not work is not included. So within the community, first we have this beautiful welcoming process where my assistant, um, we call her the PVT host mama, and she meets every single uh, member and buddies them up with someone if they want, shows them around the community. Uh, we have all of my programs where members have 24-7 access to them. We have uh, my certified coaches who teach live daily classes. Uh, so they're certified in moving you through the five stages, but they're also, uh, they have years of experience in their own modality. So let's say we have one coach who's an expert in eating psychology, another one who's an expert in trauma. They each specialize in their own thing. One who specializes in narcissism, one who specializes in reconciliation, daily classes. We bring in um, experts to teach master classes. Uh, we have a directory so members can see uh, the coaches privately. 
and and I you know and I pay the coaches for those sessions, and um and it, it, and we have the, the the most amazing forums with clubs in this way, and everybody is lifting and inspiring and sharing, and and I'm in there twice a week doing these live we call them coffee chats, open Q and A. Uh, it's just a we have a charity component. Um, it's just an amazing space. There's nothing like it. That's wonderful, Debbie. Thank you for giving me your time today. And I think I'm definitely going to be um, looking much deeper into this community, even for myself. And it was great to meet and all across two corners of the globe. So I want to thank you for giving me your time here today. And uh, maybe we connect sometime on that India trip of yours. Yeah, absolutely. I want to thank you so much just for giving people like me a voice. Thank you. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed the show. Just a reminder that this podcast is for information purposes only. This is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or otherwise qualified health professional. This information is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you are looking for personal help on your health journey, do seek out a medical practitioner. Please do make your own healthcare decisions based upon your research and in partnership with your doctor or otherwise qualified healthcare professional. It is in no way intended as medical advice as a substitute for medical counseling or as treatment or cure for any particular health condition. Be sure to always work directly with a qualified health practitioner before making any changes to your diet or lifestyle that may feel out of your realm of comfort or understanding. If you are looking for an allied functional medicine practitioner, do seek out more information on www.phytothrive.com or www.sleepwhisperer.pro. It is important that you have someone who is qualified and understands your health personally in order to provide adequate care, especially when it comes to chronic health conditions.